0: Hi, this is Bruce Kulick, and you're listening to Shout It Out Loudcast
3: with Tom and Zeus. These guys know Kiss inside and out, they freak me out all the time. You're going to enjoy it. The episode
0: is epic.
1: Oh, boy. Here we go. Pressing the button, star Rinker Simmons.
0: Star? Oh, Stanley. Is that what he does? Stop shouting. He's, He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh, no, here come the kiss times. Is that a
1: positive thing, right. okay? All right. going to grab me a nice cold mellow. yellow.
0: Why? Why do that to the fans? Stop it. Why? Because
3: fuck fucker. That's You do! Hey, off! Do
0: you like this? Settle down! Hello, and what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus in another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 211. Don Jameson.
1: Yeah. We love Don Jameson. That's two thirds of that metal show. We got we gotta get Jim Florentine on, and maybe we'll have a that metal show reunion on Shout It Out Loudcast. That's my goal by the end of this year.
0: Uh okay. Uh,
2: uh yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, we had uh, Don on. He's great, and uh looking forward to having you guys listen to that and tell us what you think. But holy fucking feedback. Dude. Holy fucking feedback. 210
1: episodes we've done. And I swear to God, I am not exaggerating. I think this is the most uncontrollable amount of feedback we've ever had. And I think that's because we say this We say this when we talk about album reviews. The more polarizing the topic, the more people get involved, which is awesome. But this one, we couldn't even keep up with it. Whether it was the emails, YouTube comments, Facebook, Twitter, we could not keep up with it.
0: And his minions. <laughs> exactly. Fucking. Okay. I'm not going to say his name yet because I don't want to do the drop. But damn it. Holy shit. Yeah. In, in,
1: in, insane. Insane. Which is great. But
0: my God. But it led to another venting session. My God. Would you Patreon members love to hear the venting session that went on before we hit record? If we ever. if Maybe we'll create a
1: platinum vinnie vincent tier where you can listen to what we say before the episode recording begins because i'm telling you right now this
0: is how zeus and i it's our weekly purge it needs to be like the jfk information about his assassination when we die 50 years from now you guys can release all this
1: shit we'll put it in like a time capsule and be like oh my god wait are you telling me that for 200 episodes, this is what these
0: guys thought of these people. God, it's just there's, <laughs> there, there is like, a big fucking parody people or a, like characters. it just, and, the, and, and a lot of them are the same fucking things with some of the comments, the, the, some of the, their thought process, the predictability of like, oh, like Tom, who <laughs> was saying, like, oh, those. Call me when they have a real band like fucking Anvil play the
2: Super yeah. Bowl. Oh, well, I'm, Anvil- not wa- yeah.
0: I'm, I'm not watching Rihanna.
1: I'm gonna put on Kissology Volume <laughs> Two for the halftime show. Oh, you're gonna save the world with that decision. Oh thank God for you. <laughs> no, and then and, and then and then people well I'm a musician. Uh, look. Playing Guitar Hero in your fucking basement doesn't make you a fucking musician, okay? I can do Raining Blood on Expert Level too. I'm not a musician.
0: Yeah, and you probably would have more people watching you play at your fucking house, Guitar Hero, than those guys that call themselves musicians at their band. Well, you know, that's because, you know, as a musician, I find this insult. Dude, shut the fuck <laughs> up. Shut the fuck up. None of you fuckers are fucking anybody that I would be like, oh, yeah. playing yeah. in the then- fucking Algonquin regional
1: band doesn't make you a fucking musician. Okay, there. You and your fucking tuba. Relax,
0: people. <laughs> oh, you gotta go see. They're gonna be fucking members of this band here. Wow, well, go fucking check that out. Oh, okay. Why do they call it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when they allow hip-hop artists to get in? It's so stupid. Iron Maiden's not even in. Oh. I listen to music when music was cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, every episode is going to have a festival. Oh. You know what? Maybe Festivus will be a segment now for each show. Like Kiss World, oh. News, Question of the Week, Festivus bit. Because every week it's the same thing
0: like i don't know what context these people are with like their their view of what's like relevant <laughs> or what's an important band or what's good music but 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 even even getting back
1: to like just general feedback which we're going to get into like i wish i cared about something <laughs> as much <laughs> as these people care about whole you
0: maybe using tracks or whatever it's like it is consuming their lives but in that all those guys come out and then all of a sudden it's the fucking ace shit again the tommy shit it's like they have the same thing in their brain. oh this isn't a fucking this is a cover band but when you play fucking meatloaf's bat out of hell too at the local bowling drone you're a real musician you're talking
1: about it's a great album yeah, Kiss is a cover band. I think we get into this with Don. Oh, is Motley Crue a cover band? John Fi is doing the role of Mick Mars. I mean, we'll get into that, but oh. it's like, yeah, it's it it oh. look, I know th- this it like 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 Hyman Roth said. This is the business we have chosen.
0: I didn't ask. I didn't ask who was the fifth keyboard player in Torah Tora. Exactly. Now enjoy your cake. <laughs> enjoy. i've calmed down all right now with that being said
1: every week we get ready for feedback and we love to talk about our favorite advertiser our buddy tony from abcpa inc hey loudcasters abcpa inc is an accounting firm located in the suburbs of chicago that can assist you with all of your accounting and tax needs for business, they offer bookkeeping, financial statements, payroll processing, payroll tax returns, sales tax returns, filing your federal and state income tax, and helping to start your own business. For individuals, they offer help with sole proprietorships, rental real estate, trust and estate tax returns, and filing federal and state income personal tax returns. They have access to all 50 states. So whether you live in
0: Kentucky or Oklahoma. A B C P A Inc can prepare
1: and e-file on your behalf. Did you know kiss army? If you own a business with employees and have had a 20% reduction of revenue than you did in 2019 due to COVID or state mandated shutdowns, you might be entitled to additional tax credits. Follow them on Facebook and LinkedIn, visit them on their website at ABCPA That's abcpainc.com. or email our buddy, Tony at Tony at ABCPA That's Tony at abcpainc.com or call them at 708-430-3232, 708-430-3232. And a special announcement for tax season. Mention, shout it out Loudcast when you contact Tony, and you will get a 10% off any of the services that Tony provides for you. Remember, mention, shout it out Loudcast, and our buddy Tony's going to hook you up with a discounted fee on any of your tax prep work that you want for Tony.
0: Yeah, thank you, Tony. That's a great offer. We appreciate it. And he was saying that when people call him, sometimes he has to dig a little more to figure out if they came from us or not. So yep. he's like, you know what? I love the show. I love our loudcasters. Let's give them 10% off. And that therefore, hopefully they'll mention it and get that discount. So once again, thank you, Tony, the tax man own in ABCPA Inc.
1: Yeah, ABCPA Inc. All right, feedback. Uh look, again, we said this before. It came by the boatloads and we're thrilled for that, okay? Uh but we got a great episode here with Don jameson we want to get to, so we are going to do some feedback. Uh we start off with the poll and the poll is a simple one this week. Does it bother you that Paul uses tracks? Zeus, you want to take a guess at what the results for this were? No, definitely won. No, won 67% to 33. Now, our buddy Eddie Trunk is going to have a stroke when he hears these results. (laughs) All right. And we, and we love Eddie and we've been in contact with him since this episode dropped with Sinkin' Stanley. Um,
0: Oh, now here he comes.
1: Sorry. Sinkin' Stanley here, people, and listen. So 67, I'm sorry, 67% of the voters said, no, it does not bother you that Paul uses tracks. A couple comments here. Let's see what we got. Gray Flower says, when I heard that he used tracks, I was disappointed. However, the guys in his 70s and belting out songs and fronting the band for 50 years cut him some slack. I'm happy to see Paul singing over a track and being able to put on a great show. Okay, fair enough. Derek Rolando, if you were lip syncing the whole time, that would be different. Backing tracks, no big deal. Nobody complained about Getty Lee from Rush where his backing vocals were coming out of the PA in three different octaves. I didn't know that. Did you? Yeah, they all do. But but that, that leads me to another big argument that people were getting involved in with feedback saying, oh, he's, he's lip syncing. That microphone is, there's nothing coming out of that microphone. I'm like, "Ah, uh, uh, tracks is not lip syncing, but tracks elevate what's coming out of the microphone. But we're not going to, we're not going to spend a whole fucking two hours on that. Ken Renton says, if I'm, if I'm paying to see you live, you better be playing live. Okay. Egghog says for normal band. Sure. But kiss has been about artifice. Most of their career from uncredited ringers playing instead of ace, Peter and Gene on many records to keyboardist and vocalist hidden backstage during some of their non-makeup tours. There has always been trickery. That's actually a pretty good point right there. Agog. hard to, uh, hard to argue there. Uh, we'll get to some episode specific comments right here real quick. Uh, our good friend, Courtney Cronin, Dole, Lane, Kulik, Tweed, Simmons, Spencer, Ryan cook. She says, I love how you were trying to tell sink and Stanley that you wanted to talk to Tim. It reminded me of this, and then she sent a gif of the scene from Ghostbusters (laughs) when Sigourney Weaver is like, there is no Dana, only Zool. Great point. Oh, our girl, Fiber Magic Queen. I'm in the middle of this episode, and I haven't laughed so much for ages. You needed a don't drink or eat disclaimer before this one. And we'll finish up Twitter with this one right here. Our buddy, Jeremy White, who gives a flying... F he says. All right. Good enough for
0: me. That's Twitter. Over on the Book of Face, Tom. Ryan, Michael, Courtney, Cronin, Dole, Smith, Kulik, Lane, <laughs> Rodham Clinton, Scott. <laughs> Props for staying up to date and releasing current event topics with Kiss World. One of the funniest episodes yet. I was laughing out loud when Tim would morph on a dime to Sinkin Stanley. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is true Think of family here
0: people And listen Our buddy Scott Sunder says Love you guys But I'm going to have to pass on this one I get it But it's just not for me I look forward to next week's episode Which I'm sure will be another great episode Of Shout Out Loudcast Scott that's your prerogative No problem buddy You've been an awesome uh, uh, listener for a while And a Patreon member You know but we felt this is worthy of it And from the reaction So did most people Beth Smakowski, I hope I'm saying that correctly, Beth. Tom Zeus, you got the best kiss podcast. Entertaining, guys. Wow, thank you. Scott Wheeler, glad you pushed back on Sinkin' Stanley. He does seem like an asshole to (laughs) me who has decided what is best and won't stop until he's proven right. He's obsessed and needs to get a life. You know why I love that comment because
1: Scott is such a nice guy. Like he's such a he's a, such a long time fan and listener of the show. For him to talk like that, you I could you could just tell he's just God. frustrated. But Scott, thank you, thank you, buddy. We always love hearing from you. He's an asshole. <laughs> Are you yellow, yellow, I know Sinkin' Stanley's laughing right now. Think of Stanley here, people, and listen.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's uh, so many comments. Sink army! Like, dude, don't get your minions in here putting all that... Their- and there's a fucking other wannabe that's posting all sorts of shit all over the Loudcasters group.
1: Which, by the way, that's a perfect segue if I can interrupt here, real quick. Yeah. Guys, we have almost 5,000 people on our Loudcasters group, and we have all kinds of fun in there. But I'm going to tell you right now, shit is going to be taken down if you guys cross the line. And me and Zeus are going to determine what that line is. Because within the past week, we have had to remove a handful of shit. So wow. you can try to get away with what you think you're going to get away with. But we don't get into stuff that involves sexual stuff, making fun of, like, you know, we don't we don't go there. Okay, we just don't. We know it when we see
0: it. That's the it,
1: definition. Exactly, exactly. Don't take
0: it personal.
1: Now, if you want to post a gif of Peter North spilling <laughs> on on somebody, that's fine. That'll be that that'll be completely allowed, but that's different.
0: Oh no. Kevin Jepson. Oh
1: jeez.
3: Giggity, giggity, giggity,
0: giggity. Here we go, Tom. Okay, I got to say to Tim's point about being a musician. Oh man,
1: god. Put down your rock band guitar, Jepson. Just
0: because your hair looks like Edgar Winter doesn't make you a musician. <laughs> we love, love Jepsen. Giggity, giggity. Uh, I don't care that Paul uses them. To me, he's earned that right. He was arguably one of the greatest singers of his genre. Once you're in your 70s, well, God bless your brother. God bless your brother. Uh, being a musician myself, <laughs> what really pisses me off is these young bands starting out and using them. Like the band falling in reverse, canceling oh. the show because they lost their laptop. Yep. That's inexcusable. Anyway, happy you got him on finally. I don't agree with him on lots, but it's entertaining. Think before you sing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one.
1: Jepson, good one, buddy. Was that Kevin Jepson? Or was that Kavan <laughs>
0: <Jepson? laughs> Oh, Our buddy Steve Wright, and good. I'm glad he brought this up because I want to vent on this. Good. Listening right now. Phil isn't with Ace because he's on tour with Europe with, a- with Accept. We know that. I mentioned that a long time ago when Zach Throne came in the band. The point being that he just dropped a second guitarist. He didn't add a new bass player. Right. He made Ryan Stott, Spencer Cook, fucking Kulit, Cronin, Simmons, Tweed become the bass player. And only Jeremy's playing guitar. That was the point. And if I'm yelling at you, my buddy, Steve, is because you're like the 100th person that's told yep. us this. And then feels the need. Oh, oh you don't understand. Phil's with accept right now. We know. Oh, and by the way, and oh. by, and,
1: and, and and just an addendum on that, that we love Phil. We've had him on the show. Great guy. Nicest guy. We're not fans of accept, so don't, you know, don't fault us if we don't know every single thing about accept. But we know that Phil is with accept. But that being yeah. said, Steve, we love you, buddy.
0: Yeah, it's just everybody's like fucking. That's not the point. The point is he dropped the member. That right. was the point, right? Holy fuck balls! Here's a fucking DM. Did you guys know? Okay, fucking. The ex- well, that's because the accept cult comes out. Oh, fucking. Balls to the wall. Fucking song <laughs> rips. Night of the living bands that suck as butt and said. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Daniel Holler, Houston. Perfect 50th birthday present. Happy birthday, Daniel. All right. Happy birthday, buddy. I ran an extra half mile because I was laughing so hard and lost track of my route. Tim is fucking insane. I love it. I had a hard time personally getting worked up that a seventy year old with a heart problem needs vocal assistance. P.S. I am a musician, <laughs> and drum triggers bother me more than the vocal stuff. Kiss was using those to a sis Peter dating back to ninety six. Great episode.
1: That's an awesome point, and that all kind of leads to. When we get to our question of the week, we have a very topical question of the week, so stay tuned for that, as I hope you guys always do anyways.
0: I'll end on the the loudcasters group with this, Doug Bentley, who we met on the uh, cruise. That's right. Uh, Doug says, I've always found Sinkin Stanley to be super cringeworthy, unlistenable. But this interview is huge. Drunk Doc's lips were as loose as as a well, you get the point. I'm sure Paul is pissed personally, And as a musician.
1: Uh oh, we offended Doug.
0: I don't give a shit about tracks. Just be grateful to be able to see a kids show 44 years after I saw the Dynasty tour. Nice. Oh, and I would definitely seat Sinkin' Stanley and Joey Gossada at the same table at a wedding. Just a barrel of good vibes, those two. (laughs)
1: Kena
2: Menzumara mamma men
1: sumara vamma be
2: mamma re
1: dae. Piri a be
0: egudad a la.
1: What the hell is Doug's problem with I don't know.
0: That's not the first time he's that. That is the after. most random thing. Damn. I did it hilarious. I know oh, come I on, know. man. Joey's the man. I love Joey. I, I mean, he's
1: know. not a Hall of Famer, and he never will yeah. be, but he's the man.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's not a Hall of Famer. No, he's not. He's not a Hall of Famer. He's not a Hall of Famer. All right, on our Instagram page, our buddy Radio Chaos. Great episode, guys. Uh, this point is not whether Kiss is using tracks or not. The point is the hypocrisy of using, while well, at the same time spewing rhetoric, such as, we're the best we've ever been. All of Gene's comments in the past about live performances, including Paul's smart-ass comments on the cruise about, We're not really playing live. When individuals invest almost a life's worth of emotion, not to mention money, they deserve the truth. Stop the rhetoric. Just tell the truth. The issue isn't the tracks or not. It's issues, all the rhetorical bullshit. Keep it up, guys. Love yous. Oh, and he had that last follow-up part to it, too. I'm sorry. Uh, And furthermore, Doc's comments, it's part of a process. He sings every song. Cut it out. The truth is tracks are running all the time because if they weren't, you wouldn't hear Paul's voice and it would sound terrible. I don't know what feral is. I don't know if he misspelled terrible. Keep the tracks for God's sake. Just cut the bullshit part mm. of the process. Give me a break. Love you, mate.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: Now over on our YouTube page, there's oh like fucking God. 50 comments and 90% of them are probably Sync army maniacs. Marty White, do you think when Paul turns someone's lawn upside down, he hires Chris Cola and Cusano Landscaping Company? Oh, geez. Uh, uh, Patrick, it's funny how music fans get when they are posed with questions regarding playing music in a live setting when they aren't musicians. I love it. I respect the fact that being a musician doesn't necessarily give you the right to pass judgment, but at least a different perspective. Others get defensive and argue if they were in court. If people who have never passed a bar or even opened a book about the law, had something to say about attorneys, who would listen to them? That doesn't ever happen. I guess it's because no one really wants to be a lawyer. Now, I don't know if Patrick is trying to take a shot at me (laughs) because it sounds like it, Nah, nah, yeah um, But give me a fucking break If someone fucking tells me If they listen to the OJ trial That they thought OJ's guilty You think I'm going to go up there and say Well, you're not an attorney, you don't understand that right? It's a fucking idiot It's the yep. same thing with, well, you're not a musician You don't understand what it means Fuck, shut the fuck up Seriously, and I don't know if you meant that As to me, I'm just saying in general I don't think one has anything to do with the other You can have an opinion one way or the other
1: I truly don't understand the, the as a musician thing. I, I, know, I know Tim said it and all this. I I don't understand what that has to do with your opinion on someone using tracks. I don't get that. But the, the, What that's I the, would
0: say is somebody like Vince Neil might have a fucking different perspective to say, look, I'm getting fucking destroyed because I won't do tracks. That's a perspective that I would understand and respect. If he's saying, I, I still won't do tracks because I feel I'm cheating them, I'd rather them listen to this fucking cat dying yeah. that I do. Yeah. And try. That's yeah. a perspective, but yeah. not the fucking, the guy that fucking plays uh, half the show as a musician, half the show as a magician. I, 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 oh, who's that? Plays, that, sounds
1: like a, that sounds like a fun show.
0: Or a kid's birthday parties. Like, shut the fuck up. Come on. That's nothing to do with anything. Whether you're a real musician or you're a fan listening. You can have an opinion about it one way or the other.
2: I, I agree.
0: Charles <laughs> Bronson, oh, a yellow really? belly punk. I think Paul either gave Tim herpes or AIDS for Tim oh, to be so relentlessly oh, fuck, man. stocky towards senior citizen Paul. Stocky, <laughs> Or Paul yelled at Tim to get off his lawn. Oh, man. Yeah, we get a bunch of it's not the tracks. It's a bunch yeah. of lies. Uh, Gene has eaten his words from a few years ago. That was Mike Brewer. Um, there is just, I, I mean, just way, way too many comments. The last one I'll leave you with is this one. John Henry Thomas. Wasn't he an E.T.? Henry Thomas was. <laughs> Underneath 15 comments of yay, sink Stanley, sink and Stanley rules. What a pathetic stalking
2: loser
0: (laughs) that he takes pride in. This shit is just plain creepy and says a lot about us as a society. If I was Paul, I'd ramp up my security. I mean, going to the gallery and following them to the restaurant afterwards. This dude has got some problems. Anytime one person sets out to destroy someone's profession or character is just plain sick. Sorry, he's not funny at all. Can't believe, Tom, with all your sight diagnosis of Paul, you seem so casual about this. Had to listen, but in so many ways disturbing. Hopefully, Tim's not a future Mark David Chapman. Tom, over to you.
1: Oh, believe me, I have absolutely diagnosed Tim very easily. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this episode right now doing it or in, in public. Uh, but believe me, yeah.
0: Look. It's because of the way he's doing this right now. We we get a kick out of it. There are times he's over, he crosses the line and stuff and does it, and we don't post his shit. Tim has been very supportive of our show from day one. He's funny as fuck at times. And there are times you roll your eyes and say yeah. he's obviously obsessed. I said it to him. I say it to him in our DMs, our emails. Our correspondence. I said it to him on the air. He's got fucking problems. Okay. It is what it is. But to sit there and say he's going to fucking murder him, give me a break. Come on, guys. And Tom, that's what I got. Over to you. All right.
1: Uh, we got a shit ton of emails as well. And, you know, we thank everybody as like we always do for our emails. Tons of great ones, of course, but we're only going to read a few here. Uh, This comes from our website, shoutoutloudcast.com. You can send us messages directly through the website, and they come to us in the form of an email. From Mr. Antonio 2005, right out of the gate, Sinkin' Stanley cuts a wrestling promo that even the nature boy Ric Flair would be proud of. Chip Magoo gets mad respect for doing the interview and not taking it too seriously. But it kind of reminds me of when Ted Williams was asked by Stuttering John (laughs) if he ever accidentally farted in the catcher's face during a game, to which 80-year-old Ted looked in shock and disbelief and then threatened to kick his ass. Great episode, guys. (laughs) Fucking great. Fucking Stuttering John. Oh, it's so good. Alright, uh, then we get another one here from our good buddy Craig Moran. Love the episode. Absolute podcast gold. I could listen to Sinkin' Stanley slash Tim all day long. I'm on Tim's side in this debate. I absolutely hate Paul's fake singing in concert. They blasted bands for doing this exact same thing 25 years ago. If I'm paying over 100 bucks a ticket, not only do I want to see a good show, but I'd like it to be live. If they're going to tour and use tracks, so be it. They don't care about my opinion, but I'd like to see them be upfront about it. Let people have all the information and let them make their own informed decision. I'd love to see how their numbers would be if Paul himself admitted he wasn't singing live. As for Doc, I'm sure Paul didn't give a shit about Doc's Peter comment on the cruise, but you can bet Paul went scorched earth on him after this comment. Yep. Nice. Nice. We're going to finish feedback up with a couple emails from... Our good buddy, Eddie Trunk, who's very passionate about this topic. Hey, guys. Heard the sinking episode. And since my name was invoked a few times, wanted to chime in on some stuff.
0: Wait a minute. Did he say, hey, guys? Hey, guys. Eddie, Eddie Trunk, Trunk here. Bruce Kulik. Wow. Hey, guys. Bruce Kulik. Sinkin' Stanley. Wow. What a stalker. What, what a, a name. <laughs> what a character. Great. Simmons.
1: <laughs> 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 He's coming on next week. Heard the sinking episode, and since my name was invoked a few times, wanted to chime in on some stuff. A number of times you referred to Tim as my buddy and sounded (laughs) as if he was a regular on my show. Not the case. I do not know him at all. All right. I got to cut. Eddie, we love you, buddy. When we said buddy, that was us being sarcastic punks. (laughs) We know that you're not buddies with him.
0: You guys are going to concerts together, Eddie. Come
1: on. You you know. know it. He called in once in character for a minute. And I took his call on the listener line. Then I had him on as Tim when the doc story broke. I insisted during then that he did not do the voice since I was interested only in the story and admission by doc of the track. Just wanted to provide some clarity on this. We know Eddie. Also, I respect all opinions and everyone's right to have them, but I will never understand people's acceptance to spend their hard earned money to go see a live show and have it be anything but live. To Tom's point about not caring, I would ask, what do you go and see a band play live for? Well, to, I'll answer that, Eddie. I, I go to see a band, period. That's just me. That's my. I go to, I go to be entertained. Um, Eddie continues, Kiss may ironically be the outlier here because people actually do go just for the show. But just about any other band, what's the point? How can anyone fairly talk about if a band was good or bad or had an on and off night if it's a computer that will have them sound the same every night? To me, the bands I love, I have always loved because of the music they make and their ability to deliver it live when I go see them, warts and all. The whole magic of a rock show to me is how they deliver it. The narrative, everyone does it now, could not be more wrong. I'd say 50 to 60% of the bands from all eras do not. And trust me, they are way more upset with what's happening than I am. Imagine honing your craft to do it live, then have a track act follow you and it's all tapes. And then everyone's saying how great they sound. It's truly insane. I cannot sing or write a song. But if it doesn't matter if it's live, what's stopping me from going on tour? To me, the acceptance to all of this is what's truly killing rock and roll and blowing my mind. And if you can't do it any anymore, then go do something else. I'd much rather see artists I love go away with dignity intact than become a shell of what they once were. This isn't just about Kiss. It's about anyone that is charging people money for a live show that is not primarily live. And I am not talking about effects, loops, a keyboard here or there. I can live with that. But so many bands doing so much more, and it's a really dangerous, slippery slope. Again, what is the point of going to hear a band live if it's not live? To me, the acceptance of this, which is now the norm in pop music, is where a truly great live rock show will soon become a thing of the past. And that, to me, as a lifelong rock fan, is scary as hell. P.S. Kasada for the Hall of Fame. (laughs) He said that that I'm really reading that hope you're both well. And thank you for listening, Eddie. That's a great email, but Eddie wasn't done. One more thing. Singing over tracks is exactly the same as lip syncing. At least to me, the level to the track in the mix is decided by the sound guy who rides the level of the track, depending on what's needed. If a singer is shot, it's pretty much all track equals lip sync. Every single person who totally lip sync still has a live mic. You have to, in order to ad lib and speak to the crowd. But if the track is 80% of the mix on any given night, that's not lip syncing. I love debating this happy to anytime. And again, respect all opinions. And again, I feel this way about any band, not just kiss a live rock show should be live. Simple as that. It's the entire basis and measuring stick for how any band is last point. If it's not such a big deal, why do so many that do it, deny it and hide it best to you both. This is why we love Eddie strong, passionate informed opinions eddie you are our comment of the week thank you for chiming in we love that
0: good answer good answer like the way you think i'm gonna be watching you (laughs) yeah we love it eddie thank you for that uh we know you're passionate about it but tommy kind of posed a, a question there so i'd love to hear what your response is
1: yeah i i kind of answered it. i i i talked to i talked about it during the the episode i get it w- would i prefer tracks no of course not but to me and and maybe eddie brings up a point maybe it, it maybe because it's kiss because they are about the show it doesn't bother me maybe if i when i go see metallica on the on the tour maybe if i found out james was using tracks i'd be like dude what the fuck that's bullshit but maybe he's right. Maybe because Kiss is about the show, that is a little bit easier for me to swallow. Maybe if I were to go see a smaller club show, you know, we're going to see the Winery Dogs in a, in a couple of weeks. Maybe if I find out Richie Cotton's using tracks and be like, dude, that's bullshit. What are you doing? So maybe, maybe I'm a hypocrite, or maybe I just pick and choose how I prefer tracks to be used, if they used at all. I don't know. But I get I get Eddie's point. I totally get it.
0: Yeah. And with that, Tom. We're gonna move on and give a shout out to our Patreon family. Woo-hoo! Our Patreon family continues to grow. This week, we are thankful and appreciative for Ryan M, who joins us as a Star Child member. Ryan, thank you so much. We appreciate it. We think you're really gonna like it here with the family. And uh, all the members of our Patreon family, we thank you. You guys help the show tremendously. The growth of the show has been, uh, with Patreon's help, insane. Especially the last year and a half or so. It just continues to grow. That's why we get great guests like Don Jameson today. So, Ryan, thank you. And anybody else that's interested in joining our Patreon family, you can go to our awesome website shout it out right there on the landing page there is a patreon uh button click that it brings you to our patreon page you can join as four different tiers four different levels and each level comes with different perks that we give uh our patreon family get a lot of them and we always add stuff we're constantly growing uh what we offer to our patreon members because we love the family, and we love the involvement, Uh, whether it's uh, episode involvement, whether it's videos and live stuff that we do with each other, whether it's uh, merch and t-shirts and stickers and other stuff, or whether it's like picking our album review crew episode, which we're doing coming up, we'll be a Patreon member. Don't forget, March Madness is coming up, Patreon family, you guys are involved. So, all that being said, Please, if you want to really help the show, take a look at our Patreon uh, account. You can find it on Shout it Out Loudcast the website.com. You can find it at Patreon, the app, or you can find it on Patreon.com. And search for creators and you'll find Shout it Out Loudcast and join the family and join the fun and help the show. Thank you to Ryan and thank you to our Patreon family.
1: You guys rock. Ryan M, thank you so much for becoming a member of our Patreon family. Huge, huge gratitude, appreciation to you for that. We truly appreciate it. And to everyone in our amazing Patreon family that keeps growing, we're so happy to have you guys on board, and we're truly grateful for the support you give to the show to keep the show growing and keeping it alive and uh, keeping it the best show that we can continue to give you guys. So thank you. Again, special shout-out to Ryan M.
0: And, Tom, what we do next is we hop on over to Kiss World, find out what's going on over there.
1: Yeah, so uh, in Kiss-related news, everybody on social media uh, in general and then on our social medias, they're sharing pictures of them uh, finding that Kiss magazine that's out there, Uh, 50 Years of Kiss, the ultimate guide um i found it myself at my local supermarket i got it uh i have a bunch of these things they they put these things out there. i got one for rush zeppelin van halen they make them for like star wars and marvel they're like these collectors issue like type of things uh and this is the ultimate guide to guess 50 years of hits the stories behind the songs friendships fights and fame and how they change music forever and the cover of it is the band from the reunion tour in 96 um i'll be honest with you i was really pleasantly surprised i thought it was a it's a really good it's a good magazine um it 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 breaks up into different uh categories is interviews it it talks about albums and songs and artwork and it's it's not bad it's it's not bad it's it's not like ah this is stupid what am i gonna read what am i gonna do with this uh so if you can find it i i would strongly urge you to get it i mean we're all we're all kissed hard say as we get everything but it's definitely a nice collector's piece um And another big thing, which was kind of shocking, was on the opening night. I believe it was the opening night of the uh, Motley Crue tour. Our buddies Peter and Ace were there and took some pictures backstage. So that was kind of cool to see. Peter
0: looks awesome.
1: Yeah, he looks better than Ace. (laughs) Ace looked like a
0: fucking puppet on a string. And it was great because there was uh, Def Leppard's uh, Rick Allen was there, took a photo with Peter. Uh, Tommy Lee took a photo with Peter. Uh, obviously John five is friends with them all. They took photos and they're, their support. I remember they toured with each of them. Def Leppard. They toured with, uh, actually I think there was the Tommy Eric toured with Def Leppard. It wasn't Peter or Ace, but they know the band obviously. And then, uh, they toured with Motley Crue obviously. There's there's a connection there. Those are heartwarming. I love seeing that. I love when I see Peter in good health and good spirits. So that's fantastic uh tom a couple other quick things i want to mention is off the soundboard poughkeepsie is now available on amazon you can pre-order there and get it on release day or you can be an idiot and order from fucking kiss online and get it i don't know by new year's hey what about i'm not an idiot i i I had to get it
2: because i needed my colored vinyl i'm (laughs) kidding
0: I know you like the vinyl stuff, but you get you always but you also stream so you can listen to it regardless. Right. Yeah. Somebody so. like me with the physical, like I need to get the CD yeah. and buy it that day. So and then also you're right. We just posted it on our uh social media accounts. The box set creatures of the night is back down to $185. So why the fuck would anybody buy it from GitS Online again? So yeah, take a look at those. And we like to post those things up from time to time if something's on Amazon I don't know kind of the troll kiss a little bit but yeah we love doing that
1: and speaking of uh, off the soundboard Poughkeepsie and Creatures of the Night they released the first single on streaming from the Poughkeepsie off the soundboard and it's Creatures of the Night <laughs> so everybody is fired up for this animalized tour off the soundboard, in the first fucking single they release is "Creatures of the Night." <laughs>
0: really, people? What are you doing after Come you on. just released a box set?
1: Exactly. I'm like, Jesus Christ, who's in charge of this? Uh, but whatever, it, it's it's there, and you know, we'll we'll. I can't. That comes out in uh, April. That's going to be a fucking. Iller album review your,
0: your buddy paul stanley also put a picture on valentine's day of him and his wife it's the same fucking christmas photo of the two of them in their pjs
1: yeah and you can see the tree in the background like dude you haven't taken a picture with your
3: wife <laughs> since christmas
0: because that's when they came freshly out of the fucking steam room or someone put an iron to their face because they have neither of them have a wrinkle on their face they
1: they, they look like they look like department store mannequins yeah like they don't look they don't they don't look like humans yeah so yeah and in terms of kiss specific related news uh, no new dates nothing nothing u.s it's still just the tour dates from uh south america and europe nothing from the u.s so i don't know what the hell they're waiting for right now it is february 15th and we got nothing
0: yeah it's because of the drama created by sink and stanley with doc yeah, and there's fucking they- issues there maybe because they're getting new fucking management
1: like, that's exactly right yeah, you're probably right, because now now it's going to be Chris Cusano and McGee landscaping. Because it's
0: now more than 10 days when Doc said it would have been out. Yep. The
2: that's last right. date, right? Yep. Yep.
0: All right, Tom, before we get to the interview with Don Jameson, uh, give me a second. I'm going to go see about the, the super across the way.
1: All right, we're back. Um, yeah, I was just uh, plugging in the mics, and the reason I was doing that was because uh, they weren't even plugged in. So maybe, the, maybe there is something going on here with these tracks. The mics weren't even plugged in.
0: I just had to take care of that. So yeah. we're back, though. Oops. Well, Tom, we talked about it. We were in cahoots to uh, get Dawn on for a while, and thankfully, we were able to arrange it. A uh, tip of the hat too to our. Good, lovely friend, Courtney Cronin, Kulik, Sweeney, fucking Rodham <laughs> Clinton, fucking Delano Roosevelt, fucking Buchanan, Cook, Spencer.
1: There you go. Yeah, no, this is great. We love Don Jameson from from the days back at that metal show uh, to obviously his comedy. He's got that nice edgy comedy that we love that is hard to find these days because everybody's so afraid to make offensive jokes. Uh, Don's a great guy, a huge Kiss fan, huge rock and metal fan. Uh, And, of course, he's just a funny guy and a great guy to talk music with and Kiss. And we just had a great time. Very, uh, very good conversation about kiss specifically in just the world of rock and tracks and all those kinds of things in general so uh it was a lot of fun without further ado don jameson all right we're excited to have a very special guest uh zeus and i have gone way back uh being big fans of him uh he's a comedian he is one of the three hosts of one of the great shows we wish it would come back that metal show uh, and he's all over the place with our buddies, Eddie Trunk, with our buddies, Courtney Cronin, Dole Lane, Kulik, Spencer Cook.
3: We, we welcome <laughs> Don Jameson to the show. Don, what's up, buddy? Yes, it took it took uh, Courtney with with multiple last names to finally lock this down. But uh, I'm psyched yep. to be here with you guys. And uh, and I hear all great things about this podcast. So and obviously being a kiss maniac uh, since I was a kid, I'm ready awesome nice. great great to have you Don.
0: nice don what we always do is we start off with these questions called murph questions murph was uh tom's college roommate and we were all sweet mates in college and uh by the way fun fact in 1994 was it or three yep um we dressed up as kiss and makeup to the halloween party at, at college prior to them putting the makeup on and everybody looked at us like what the fuck is wrong with these idiots
1: yeah this kiss wasn't even on the radar this is pre reunion this is between, after revenge. this is this is yeah. after revenge me Zeus our buddy Murph, and another one of our buddies Mike we walked into the it was like the big college halloween thing everybody goes what the fuck are these idiots doing <laughs> right now we had our faces painted we thought
3: we thought we were the shit we're like oh well we're not the shit but, anyways, <laughs> no. But you, you know, it's funny because when, when you like Kiss, you know, when you were young and and in high school and and, and you know, like I did, and and nobody really liked you. Um, you think you, you <laughs> grow out of that eventually, but I, I guess not. It's, you don't grow out of it. No, look at us it now. It still haunts no. you after all these years. Yep. No, yep.
0: no, you've just become what's well, later known as a kiss-tard, and uh, <laughs> oh, we are yeah. proud members. So, <laughs> um, Anyways, these questions are uh, after Murphy was our first guest, so we want to ask everybody that comes on, do you have a favorite KISS member? And when I ask these questions, you could say growing up, but now it's so-and-so. But do you have a favorite Kiss member? Whatever you want.
3: Well, I heard Ace has a really big member. <laughs> no f- That's Peter has the big member, right? Why well, Ace, Ace? claims in his book his is pretty big too. So, um, oh. but
0: uh, <laughs> Ace doesn't remember.
3: He's talking about Peter's. He
0: has no. Anyway, do I have a big cock or just Peter? I don't know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh God! You know, God bless Ace. It's yeah. yeah sometimes the wires don't don't uh, cross at all times, but um, I don't know. I you know, I'm I'm. It's between it's between Ace and probably it's between Ace Ace and Gene. Uh, okay. I would say um, I I give the the edge to Ace because I I played guitar. I bought a Les Paul when I was young nice. because of it. Um, but, um, I, 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 never really got too far as a, a musician, luckily for all you guys. Um, but, yeah, Ace was the guy, you know, the smoking guitar, you know, the, the fireworks coming out of the end, just all that cool stuff that, that, that Ace created. And of course, just that style of playing it's that, that he played solos that you can whistle or hum. Sure. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yep. Yeah, everybody yep. loves them and yep. you can recognize his solos. Um, do you have a favorite kiss song? It could be today, could be growing up, could be anything.
3: I mean, I think I think what I have to go through too is what's the first one I heard out of the gate when I was 10 years old? Detroit Rock City. I mean, yeah. there you go. I, you know, to me, if like if you say one kiss song for the rest of your life, that's the one. It's epic, it's it's a, a rocker, the solos great. Like there's everything's great about it. Yep. Can't argue yeah. with
1: Detroit Rock City ever, of course. Um, great
3: opener, great live opener. Oh, yeah. know, I've those guys for years. So yeah, that's, that's the one.
0: Yep. Do you have a favorite kiss album?
3: Well, I mean, okay. Again, just, you know, going. I always, when I get can't decide, I, I go back to the roots and it's usually one of the first ones that you heard, right. That's how, yep. where you figure it out. So, so nostalgically it's, it's destroyer, but, um, you know, then I put on creatures of the night and I go, damn, you know, creatures of the night is a great album too. So, yep um yeah i'm gonna i'll just stick with destroyer okay perfect
0: okay how many kiss concerts have you gone to in your life
3: you know what not not a lot um maybe a half dozen and most of them were with with without the makeup so
1: yeah okay what was your
3: first my My parents didn't my parents didn't want me anywhere near that world. Although you know, I pestered them to buy me the albums, and I put all the posters on the wall and on my ceiling in my room. I mean, I was just, like mental about That's it. You know, I I had the Kiss cards. Oh yeah, yes. The molding of all the door around all the doors. You know, <laughs> nice. So it got nuts. But um, I'm trying to think. I think the first time I saw a Kiss was. It was a, a warm-up show, I think, for the reunion tour um, in '96 okay. at, like, the Ritz or something in New York. So oh, wow. So it, it took me a while to um, to see my idols because, you know, back in the day with the makeup, again, it was like they're one of those bands that was just like a year, year and a half too young yep. to, to get there. You know, I know Eddie talks about it. It makes me so mad that, you know, he went to a show at Madison Square Garden where um, Billy – uh, Squire's band, Piper. Opened. Piper. Yep. Yeah, and that was 79, and it's like, I don't think I went to a concert to like 81-ish ever, you know, so okay. it took me a while to see Kiss. Wow. Okay. Yeah,
0: it, it's tough with him because they're like, yeah, the Palladium, that's when Eric caught, oh, I saw, I was there, and you're like, what yep. the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Tom's was the hot in the shade, I was uh, the reunion. I didn't even get, uh, same thing, I didn't get to many concerts before that era. And unfortunately, I missed a lot of those earlier ones.
1: Yeah, n- nineteen, yeah, nineteen ninety, Hot in the Shade with uh, Slaughter opening up, opening up. That yeah. that was that was the show right there. Holy shit, incredible! Yep.
0: Do you have I- a favorite Kiss memory?
1: And that could be. We always say the same thing. It could be when you were
0: ten years old. It could be yeah. during I met your, Gene dur- and had lunch with him. I fucking my first, <laughs> you know, my first gatefold. I opened up alive too. All sorts of shit.
3: Well, well, listen. That opening up that gatefold for the first time, absolutely uh, of a live too, uh, left such an impression. But you know, listen for me, it's it's having Ace both Ace and Peter on that metal show. I, you know, just uh, that's I right. yep. I've gotten to really know them over the years, and they're both such terrific guys. So you know, the fact that they even know that I exist is incredible uh, now the other guys also know that I exist but uh you know we, we we never quite got them on that metal show and I think most people know a little <laughs> bit of that history but um, oh yeah of course <laughs> but, but Paul I gotta say even when Paul called us Wayne's world I I I thought it was we all thought it was funny like I that didn't make me not like Paul just, I was sort of like you know we were all like we wish we were Wayne's world we'd be making a lot more money than we' for <laughs> the classic. Yep.
0: Yeah, we see the nice photo of you with Peter right in the behind you there. Oh man. Peter Peter's my guy, as Tom knows. I talk about it on the show all the time. I, yep. I love him. And I, I just saw the photo of him in uh Ace at John Five's concert. Yeah, the Motley Crue. Great. Th- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Mo- I, John Fives concert. Uh, yeah, with that band. Uh, what's it called again? Uh, Motley, Motley, Motley Crue. Oh yeah, them.
3: It's, yeah, it's, uh, they're renaming it John John Five's Motley Crue. <laughs> I wouldn't might be surprised. As, <laughs> might as
0: well. Apparently, he's the only one who can play, uh, <laughs> because uh, everybody else is on tracks. Apparently, so oh. that that's the other big thing going around. We just got a, a an email from uh, our mutual bud Eddie who uh, wrote war and peace to us talking about sinking Stanley, that guy. I don't know if you're familiar with him. We just oh, yeah. had him on our show last week. He's uh Tim. He's been, uh, he's, he's been causing a lot of havoc in the metal world yeah. by talking about everybody. And he just put something up where I was saying, Steven piercey from rat said that like Nikki, Nikki Six's bass is on tracks or something. It's not even playing live. So, I know Tommy Lee had an incident. Vince Neil sounds like shit. Thankfully, John five. That's why it's his
3: band. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of crazy. That's a whole other topic that we could get into if you want to, but get into it. Absolutely. But but I I, I did want to tell you about with Peter, because, um, you know, I saw Peter over the summer when when Rob Zombie came around, they played in New Jersey at the uh, the outdoor shed near me. Yep. And uh, Florentine and I went down there. And um, you know, Rob was like, you know, we're having a we're having a birthday party for, for John, you know, backstage. Why don't you come on back? So we went back and and of course Peter was there because him and John had become such good friends. And I was so happy to see Peter. And he looked, like you said, he looked great. And he was mm-hmm. in such great spirits. And I I spent about 10 minutes with him, and he was like, Don, I'm gonna do new music sooner than later you know I, you know i don't know really? about live performing anymore but i'm definitely i i got to rock some rocking new stuff that i'm going to get out there um feeling really good and he was so positive and upbeat and i love that mm. And, you know and John, look at john's the type of guy when you're around him you, you can't help but feel upbeat because that's that's what he's all about he's one of the most positive you know friendly fun guys that's awesome. Yeah, and he's,
1: a, and he's a massive Kiss fan himself too. Obviously, so that's that's pretty amazing. But yeah, so I mean, again, we don't want it. It. it this has turned into such a thing now because we're such Kiss fans, and because we're a Kiss centric podcast. Zeus and I has have made our statement and our feelings pretty clear, especially specifically last week with the whole tracks thing and how this is, you know, when Eddie has his stance and we respect it. Is this a big deal? Like, I mean, you have your you you have with what you do in your career, you have your finger on the pulse. I mean, you're at you're at all these festivals, sometimes with Eddie, sometimes on your own with Jim. What is going on, generally speaking, in the world, whether it's Kiss or these other festivals with tracks? I mean, obviously, some bands don't care. They admit to them. Other bands like, oh, fuck, no, we don't do those. Talk to us a little bit about what you're seeing, what you're hearing. What do you think of this whole thing that's going on right now?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, it's funny, man, um, especially with the kiss situation, because again, kiss has been part of my life for 45 years. Us too. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, th- and, and I think it's pretty obvious what, what's going on there. Um, w- particularly with Paul, but, um, but yeah, I, you know, it, it's weird to, to now be an adult and have loved this band all this time. And now I know too much because I know crew guys and i know you know sound guys and bat and and they all tell me oh we're doing this we're doing that yeah so um you know i think you know i think eddie says it best in in terms of if we keep if we keep buying tickets to go see these um more and more bands will do it and that's what you're seeing obviously you know for me i look at it this way i I would say probably 95% of the bands that I see play live.
1: Yep. Okay. So it's
3: it's not that big a deal in my world, but yeah, in the bigger world of music, especially rock, where what's the great thing about rock? It's just that raw, just, you know, you hit a bad note, it doesn't matter. You're it's the, you know, it's the energy, it's the stage show, it's the songs, Nobody cares if you hit a wrong note, nobody cares if you sing a wrong note by accident, it's all part of the night, so in that sense, yeah, but, yeah, I was put off when when I went to see, like, Wasp, and the tracks were just so obvious, and it was like... Yeah. You know, I mean, I could listen to the CD at home. I love Wasp, you know, but right. I don't need to listen to, I don't need to pay for a ticket and listen to the CD at, you know, at, an hour from my house at a, at a live venue. But um, so, you know, I look at it as like, you know, most of the bands I like don't use tracks. Um, And there's some bands that I do like that use tracks and admit to it. So, Uh, that's up to them you know a lot of the modern bands uh, especially with that big modern production they're really trying to deliver that live and you know you you kind of have to you need a little enhancement as doc said do you think do you do you think it's some of this is a product of these bands being put
1: on whether it's kiss or whether it's a, a new band that they that they feel this pressure to sound so good because we're in the social media age the youtube age And we know that when you're at a concert and you're in the moment, everything sounds just incredible, the energy. And then if you watch it on YouTube, you're like, ah, those guys sound kind of rough. (laughs) So those bands know that. And they're like, well, we don't want people to think that we sound rough. So we're going to use this so that we, you know what I mean? Do you think, I feel like social media has kind of fucked up a lot of good things, including a rock concert
3: yeah no it's it's fucked up everything um, yeah
0: in terms of <laughs> it's the, word, all the same for you too, right as a comedian right
3: I, in in so many ways but but listen, <laughs> I'm not that worried about being my shit getting put out there because I kind of fly a little bit under the radar, which is nice yeah but in terms of what we're talking about, Tom, I said this fifteen years ago on that metal show. these bands have to sound. Perfect every night because they know five minutes after the show's over, the whole concert's on YouTube. Exactly. And then what do people do? And, and, and it's, it's not a, a, I don't think it's ever really. Th- some bands, it might be an ego thing. Like we played like shit that night, and I wish it wasn't it wasn't out there. But again, I don't care about that. it was it real? Was it live? Was it raw? Did it, were there a few mistakes? But who cares? It's a it's a rock show. Right. But the problem is that people now are used to it. They go to the and what do they do? They go okay, Kiss, end of the road tour is coming to my town. Let me go on YouTube and see the show they played last night in Cleveland, and and they go, oh, it sounds like crap. I'm not paying for a ticket, and now the the, the bands don't sell tickets because they you know they watched a, a video that someone recorded on their flip phone.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. right. It, it's true, and and it's it's funny because there was a show. I, Zeus and I have seen a, a ton of. Have you seen any of the, any Have you seen Kiss at all on the end of the road
3: tour at all? No, I haven't. Okay. And okay. not because I didn't want to. I just have not been and able to get to able. one. Yeah. So Zeus and I have seen a bunch of them. Some of them have sounded better than others.
1: Uh, and I remember there was one in particular that was we were really we had a really good time. We were impressed. The band sounded good, whatever. And then you know, you come home or the next day and you see people uploading it on YouTube, and you're like, ooh, that doesn't that sounded kind of shitty, but it, it
3: sounded great when we were there. You know what I mean? So it's it, you're right, these bands they're doing the same thing. Yeah. And I, you know, part of me can't blame them, you know, because, yeah, I try, I very, very rarely, I mean, almost never do that. Um, it's a band I'm just not on the fence about in general um i also hate i I also never go to the set list page either that's another thing it's like yes
1: exactly
3: ruins the whole mystique of the show i mean remember when we went to concerts when we were teenagers you know you you waited four months you went to Ticketmaster. you waited out overnight then you bought the album and you waited four months for them to come to your town and you stood there in the arena or whatever and it's the lights go out and it's just like you have no idea what's coming and, and that's so exciting you, you can't wait to find out what's happening and now people go same thing with the youtube to to hear the quality of what the band is doing they'll also go let me see the set list and then decide if i, I can't want to- do that but the
0: sat- yeah the sad part is though if you just look at the set list from 2012 and on it's the same fucking set list well, with
3: if yeah, Kiss, but kiss you, you if Kiss, you want the you want all those songs, right? You right, want, right. You want right. The, you want your favorites in there, of course. But mm-hmm. but with with um, with a lot of bands, yeah, you you go, oh, they're doing the same fourteen songs again. Oh, they switched one out or whatever. I, I, this is why I see this is another trend that's going on now with a show, especially like Kiss. Um, you, you know, you this is like they have obviously the most incredible production of any rock band. And so everything has to be choreographed around that production. Yeah. Um, so to change the set list is, is much tougher for a band like kiss because a flash pot's going to go off here during the solo, you know, of this song and these fireworks are going to explode at a certain point in that song. And all that stuff has to be set to time somehow. Um you know, uh, but you see a lot of other bands that don't have big productions changing the set list way more than they used to. Judas Priest being one of the biggest who, you know, did not change the set list for a really long time. And I love Priest, but, you know, I had to, I took a break for a while. And then when Richie Faulkner came in, they he started yeah. telling me, hey, we got to play Genocide and Tyrant, more and, songs. you know, this one and that one and Screaming for Vengeance. And they started doing it again. And the fans, responded so positively to it and now alice cooper since day one always changes the set list and i see a lot of rock bands doing this and it's very smart
0: yeah but if metallica can do it
3: and metallica if
0: if the stones can do it then fucking kiss can do it that's how i look at it but these are these are our same grievances we've had with them for years but yet like all us other kiss cards are you going to go see them next week? Yeah, I'm going to go see them.
3: Yeah. Of
2: course we go. <laughs>
0: That's what we do? So the other thing I wanted to ask you and I and I, and it's the question that I always I'm always curious to hear everyone else's perspective and that is the same thing. Never mind just the um you know the tracks how about the two members? Does it offend you as much as other people that Tommy and uh and Eric wear makeup, the Catman and the Spaceman makeup?
3: No, not really. I, it, it uh, um I wish they were their own characters because, I mean, obviously we've seen other Kiss characters. You know, obviously Eric Carr, the Fox, and and uh, and Vinny Vincent, the uh, the Onk, and all that. So, and you know, there. I think there was um, they were considering it with Bruce Kulick at one point too, who said he'd be open to it. But uh, yeah, I wish they were their own. But at the end of the day. And also, again, knowing what we know now, which is eventually everyone in that band will be replaced, and it's yeah. more about the characters and the makeup than the people wearing them.
1: That's absolutely yeah, true. It, I know, it's, it's, it's true. Just, that's
0: still a bad taste. though. like for me, I, I don't care because I would. I like having the option to go see them. So for those that are purists, they're like, you know what? I'm all set. Then don't see them. Yeah. But for the us, like, I don't give a shit. Like people, are like, oh, they took. the... Look, look at fucking I I say the same thing, Guns N' Roses. When fucking Izzy left, we what did we used to call him? The Izzy, the Izzy wannabe? Gilby Clark looked just like him. Gilby Clark, yeah. Yeah, we don't call him Gizzy. Like the fake Izzy is up there. He looked the same, he had the same kind of look. (laughs) Fizzy. That's what it was. Yeah. We were calling him fizzy. So I yeah, there's certain people, you know, go look at Grand Funk Railroad. All those guys look the fucking same. I know Bruce is in there now. People, like, look a part of a band, kind of. Yeah, he's wearing the, the costume and stuff. We get it. But I'd rather that, and that continues than they're not going to do it at 70-something years old. Okay, here comes the new character. Like, They've already branded it. It's a marketing thing at this point. It's not meant to steal from Ace and Peter. It's meant to just continue the marketing of the four so those four can always live on so Gene's great-grandchildren and Paul's can still make a fortune off those four faces. That's why I look at it. It's not an insult to the other guys. That's
3: how I see it. No, and and listen, you know, back in the day when when you know you first found out that Ace was out of the band and there's going to be a new guitar player coming, th- those are the days where bands didn't switch members really. Right. You know, very rarely did they switch, and we were younger then, and so it was that was like, wait a minute, did Kiss then Kiss is done, right? They, they, yeah, bands didn't change members back then. Now. Bands are out there with one original member, or sometimes yeah. zero original members, and yeah. and, no, and nobody cares. Like Eddie always says, if you pay to go see Foreigner and there's zero original no. members, they're going to keep doing it. And and I believe I had I took a girlfriend to see Foreigner, no original members, and nobody cared, and they just want to hear the songs and the logos there, and that's it. So I'm interested to see what people
1: you know i'm I'm a motley crew fan i mean i'm more you know nostalgic like so i know that motley crew is not kiss in terms of makeup and costumes but john five replacing mick mars okay obviously we mick mars's health issues are well documented so god bless him we know that he can't physically do it anymore but does john five coming in i feel like what i'm seeing on social media people that like it almost like it had the reverse effect of what happened with kiss where like it reinvigorated Motley Crue fans. Like I love John five. This is going to be awesome. But I'm like, but why is that? I feel like Mick Mars is just as beloved as a, as a rock legend as you know, maybe, you know, maybe he's not ace and Peter, but people love Mick Mars, but he's out of the band and John five is playing his role and people, people are embracing and they love it. And I'm, is that, is that hypocrisy or or what do you think, Don? I know, I know, obviously, I know you're a crew fan, just like we all are, but is sure. that a big deal to you
3: or to anybody out there? I don't know. No, well, I think the difference is that, he, you know, John Five is not playing the character of Mick Mars. He's just I think taking, that's it. Yeah, exactly. He's taking his spot in the band. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what's interesting is, you know, in, in a way, Mick Mars ha- has become a character in a sense. Because um, I got to tell you, when when Mick Mars came and did that metal show, you know, all I knew from Mick was having seen Motley, you know, countless times to that point um, is this dark brooding, you know, (laughs) like wizard, you know, very (laughs) like mysterious and dark. And and then you meet him and he's the nicest, sweetest guy. And he loves, to, he said, I love doing interviews. He goes, but I'm in a band with three other guys who love doing them more than me. So he goes, I never get to talk. I'm excited to do this with you guys today. And he was so cool and so gracious and still is to this day. Um, you know, but, but I think th- this mystique about him was kind of falsely created because he's in, he's in a band with these guys who are very big, very big personalities on stage. Yeah. And Mick sort of took this role of like I'm going to be the dark you know wizard over here on the side. But but I'll tell you, Mick is a man. What a what a just a genuinely great decent guy. And any musician you talk to who knows him will tell you the same thing.
0: Yeah, agreed. yeah. I think it's Nikki's band. So everybody oh, else yeah. has been replaced once. Totally. If you replace Nikki six, that's when Krug leaves. I think. Yeah. He's the uh-huh. only one that has to be there. I think.
3: And him uh, and John, are, you know, him and John have become really, really close over the last handful of years. So, uh, you know, when I when I heard it, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. You know, I'm sure that they've been discussing it for a while, and um, and just and as much as Mick being a, a great dude, uh, you know, I'll, I'll mention again uh, how great a dude you know John is, and I know how excited he is to be doing this and what a fan of Motley he, you know, that he's been. So, you know, I could see, I I watched some of the clips and he, he, you know, you could tell he's, he's a little kid up there and uh, I'm bummed he's not in zombie anymore, but you know uh, you know, I think he, yeah, he's going to keep that band. He bought them a a few more years for sure.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: So this is kind of a, this is kind of kiss related, but it's also kind of a a more, a a broader question too. kiss famously has not released any new music in a really long time. And Gene specifically has made comments that saying there's, you know, there's no music, uh, excuse me, there's no money in, in making new music. Uh, And, you know, and our argument has been, you know, in the age of, of streaming, you know, drop a single, drop an EP. That combined with Gene's comments about rock being dead. Is that just like an old man Talking out of his ass, or because I because there's a lot of new bands out there that I like. I mean, I, I don't have my finger on the pulse of everything that's going on in 2023. I don't think rock is dead. I just think it's a lot harder to find good rock because we live in a hip hop pop world right now.
3: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'll def, I can I'll defend Gene and saying, you know, I, I I know the way he meant it, which is the the business model for rock is dead. Okay, that's, that's true. Yeah, you know, I mean nine. Uh, at least ninety percent of bands, you know, hard rock and metal bands that are on the road are t-shirt salesmen. That's yeah. what, that's what they're doing. I mean, I, look, I have no illusions about being a comedian. I know I'm just killing time so they could sell drinks. I'm just an, you know, I'm just an opening act for alcohol, basically. So, but 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 that's the that's the terrible part is these bands are out there and they're so goddamn good and 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 they're drawing. But they're not making any money except if you buy the and the forty dollar t shirt and and everyone goes why are they sh- shirt so expensive why is the whatever merch is so expensive because that's the only revenue source that they have they're not making money on album sales like Kiss ha- has done throughout their career so it's it's a totally different animal now and and I know that and that's really listen we know <laughs> we know Gene is a bus- he's a great musician um but he is a businessman at heart. And he's totally right about that. The the business model in rock is dead. Is that why yeah. you think?
1: Go ahead. So I'm sorry. Go
3: ahead.
0: No, I was just gonna say, and I I always try to take make the connection between streaming services, and that's why you're paying two hundred dollars to get good seats to go see somebody. And I blame that. And I, uh, my thinking is, if they had the record deals and the records were selling, they wouldn't need to do this kind of stuff. They wouldn't be. Yeah, you'd be getting that, and you'd still be paying two hundred dollars for a good ticket. I don't think so because they have the other revenue. So I, I, I have a problem with the streaming stuff. I think the artists are getting ripped off. I think they should get paid better. I don't know what the percentage is, but they still should be getting way more money than they are. Yeah. Know, that's just me.
3: Well, obviously, I, I agree with you because I, you know, I get, you know, I get checks every month for for you know my comedy stuff being played and um you know you see the breakdown of it and like there's literally like you know one penny here you know i mean i do i do okay overall cuz some yeah. services do pay better but you know some of them that shall remain nameless i mean you're literally looking at 1 cent 2 cents you know from you know one i made 1 cent in india oh that's good okay somebody yeah. in india streamed one of my comedy tracks of but yeah, that is, you're right. That's part of it. And you know, that's why the ticket prices are going up. Um, of course, it's Putin's price hike also. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so but he's the blame. causing all, the, all these ticket prices <laughs> to go up.
0: I got another one that I wanted to uh, run by you. Now, you have that metal show. You obviously know your hard rock metal music. Where do you put KISS in the hierarchy of all that? So I, I like to think, Hard rock is that—that means the stones are out. I'm not counting the stones, like everything like from them and down, like the Kinks and stuff. I'm talking Zeppelin, Aerosmith, Kiss, Van Halen, Metallica, I and then Black Sabbath. I put Kiss in that echelon, like that grouping, which is the top ten of all time. And then there's other ones underneath and stuff. Some other ones like the White Snakes and others and stuff, but where do you put kiss? Is there an echelon? And then who's in that top echelon for you?
3: Well, they're definitely, you know, it depends on how you want to define top echelon. But if we could just think about it, you know, broadly, it, yes, of course, they, they've got to be up there. I mean, they are originators. Um, you know, I'll, I'll never forget the feeling that I had when I first bought, when I first looked at the front cover of Kiss Destroyer, they're rock stars, they're superheroes, and they're comic book characters. Mm-hmm. And so they were the perfect package, and they took theatricality to a whole new level. So they're they're huge innovators, um, and even though they they d- didn't have many like huge radio hits, you know they 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 created a, a huge fan base. Uh, Just, you know, the KISS army. Now everybody has an army, you know, like you you have three people following you on Instagram. Uh, My Instagram (laughs) army. (laughs) But KISS built this incredible thing, really, without any giant hits and not until death, you know. So, um, but yeah, we should all ask ourselves, would on the Mount Rushmore of of those early bands, would, you know, would... Their face be up. Their collective face be one of those four heads up there, and you could easily make the argument that that they would. Uh, I it, would. I'm thinking Zeppelin. Yeah.
0: Metallica, Aerosmith, Kiss, and Van Halen. And Van Halen, you can't. You can't leave Van not H- H- Yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's especially tough. when you go album sales. But yeah. if you, I don't know, if you go 70s and stuff, they've got to be there.
3: Yeah. yeah. Them with Zeppelin. Aerosmith, you know, that's a personal one for me. But of course, you know, they would, you know, belong up there. And um, and Sabbath were, you know, that it's pretty, pretty commonly held that they created heavy metal. So. All right. So, Don, so we've had we've talked to
1: different people about all the eras of Kiss that they like, like our buddy Chris Jericho. He loves the 80s unmasked stuff. Uh, people love you know dress to kill destroyer other people love carnival of souls people like sonic boom and monster i don't know who those people are that's a separate <laughs> that's a separate argument where do you are, is is your range all across the board with kiss or do you focus on a certain air we know destroyer is where you, you know you kind of came in but you know are you a fan of you know asylum are you a fan of dynasty where, where is you where are you on your your fandom in general
3: yeah, what's the go-to's? You you know, usually the 70s stuff for sure, the original band and all that. But I loved the 80s stuff um a lot. I mean, I was I was still so excited like when they took off the makeup, you know, on MTV. You know, I was still that kind of a Kiss fan like where that was a huge deal in my life and um and I was uh, you know, I roasted uh Bruce Kulik recently, uh on New Year's actually. Yeah, yep.
0: we heard all about it.
3: In yep. Vegas, yeah. And so we, we have a had,
0: spy there.
3: We <laughs> had a lot of fun with um some of the outfits Bruce had to wear in in those <laughs> late eighties versions of Kiss. So uh we poked a lot of fun at Bruce, but um and we had a great, great night with him. Of course. Uh, terrific guy. Um, but it's funny with him, man, you know, because he went from that real flashy kind of stuff into you know obviously he had to get over the the hump of the reunion tour and then come out on the other side into grunge kiss um and um and and I like that stuff too but yeah the go to stuff is is really the 70s and then yeah you have your oddball picks that people will sort of go what you love unmasked and I go yeah I don't know I I did I did they they were still at that point where they could do no wrong with me and 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 still, like, when me and Eddie Trunk get together, we'll, like, sing, we'll sing un- Unmasked songs <laughs> like on an airplane and stuff together. It's, it's, all right, uh,
0: which ones?
3: What? Zeus which hates one? Unmasked. Yeah, Zeus which hates ones? Unmasked. unmasked. We'll no, sing no, well, which, album.
1: Well,
0: the well,
3: like, like album. Easy, easy as it easy
0: seems? Easy,
3: yeah. yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> that great bass
0: line? Oh, no. oh, that's awful. <laughs> that's awful. Um, <laughs> What the other what other ones do you like? The
3: elder is awful. That's Oh
0: no! What... no. That's a masterpiece.
3: Oh, no, mass. no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Horrible. I I've tried every different way like, you know, it's like when you don't like a certain food and then like a few years goes by and you go, "Ah, let me try this again." And then you go, "Hey, yeah, I still don't like it." I've done. I've done that a million times. I still have the original vinyl. So I break it out and put it on the turntable, and I'm like, no, it's still bad. <laughs> and then my friend, my friend Jason Hartless, who plays drums with Ted Nugent, is a massive Kiss fan. And he, I guess he heard me talking about it on a podcast, and he goes, dude, you have to. He texted me, you got to listen to it in the original order that it was supposed <laughs> to be in. And he sent it to me in that order. And I'm like, it's still horrible. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> to each
0: his own, but that's what the fun part about kiss is. They have yeah, so yeah. many different types. I like pop kiss. I like disco kiss. I like grunge kiss. I like, you know, speed metal kiss. Um, mm-hmm. you got all sorts of things. And but in the a heart of kiss are those Paul Stanley choruses and licks and riffs that I I I it's the running theme here in this show. If I had money to pay one person to write a song that I know I would like, I'd give it to Paul Stanley because no matter what he does or what he says, he just knows to hit that fun party type choruses and riffs. It just works and, and it can translate errors and I'll, I'll give him credit. Um, I, I just think he's a, above all and he's still extremely underrated in, in everything that he's done unfortunately he, the past few years has kind of overshadowed his brilliance but i i really think paul's very underrated.
3: Listen, i mean paul you know probably um you know arguably the best solo album although most people a lot of people say ace we're um,
1: we're paul we're paul fans for the solo yeah, albums for yeah, sure. Yeah, we yep. both and, agree on that.
3: And as, and listen, as far as his songwriting is concerned he's obviously the 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 far superior songwriter um, in that band. And, you know, it's funny when talking about the different eras and and, um, you mentioned, Tom, you mentioned um, Sonic Boom and Monster. I got to say, they're not bad albums. It's just if we listened to them when we were 13, we probably would like them a lot better than we do now. Um, And also that we know... Yeah, don't get too invested in these albums because they're never going to play anything off of them. Maybe <laughs> one song ever. So, That's true. but they're not—they're actually not bad albums. I have Sonic Boom on vinyl, so and I actually put it on once in a while. Not—not not a bad record. Hell yeah, it's Mama it's Booyah, it's not it, it's not terrible. Those songs, it, 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 Tom, we talk about it.
1: Yeah, Sonic it's, Boom's not terrible. Uh, it's funny because we have a couple fans, you know, listeners of to our show that they're they're on the younger side, and they kind of quote unquote. Well, not quote unquote, but they kind of grew up yeah. with Sonic Boom and Monster. And like they, they, and, and, and they kind of, and like they were young when those albums were released. So like they love those albums. And then they, they go backwards into the discography and they discover all the magic of the albums that we love. But I just, my brain like cramps when I hear people like growing up with Sonic Boom. I was like, ugh. I remember going to Walmart and buying that CD and being like, what is what is this come yeah, on. But it's it's okay
0: it's, it's it's okay it's more than okay. we just comparing it to kiss albums When right. you compare it to kiss albums, what are you gonna say but i I like it yeah, and those you should see the fucking shit that that poor uh, there's a couple of them that grew up with Sonic boom on our like Facebook groups and shit like that yeah. the toxic kiss fans that come out when these people are saying, ah oh, my favorite albums monster people
1: <laughs> oh please. Don't say it. Don't ever don't ever publicly admit that.
0: Dude, you want to fucking laugh? Just go to any kiss group and put in a post like, hey, I don't care. I think Tommy Thayer's a better guitarist than Ace really." Oh. And watch for the next hour what happens.
3: <laughs> right. You just you throw that out, you just throw that line out there and then you sit back and, oh and wait for all the all the nibble. Oh, that's yeah. the chum you're throwing out to the Watch yeah. the shark circle, yeah.
1: Yeah. Hey Don, hey hey Don, we know you're up against the clock so a couple more couple more things real quick. This isn't really kiss related but Zeus and I are massive fans of the Jerky Boys. And we know that you are a massive fan of prank phone calls. Tell our tell our listeners who might not know a little bit about how you terrorize telemarketers.
3: Ah, cool. Well, thanks. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, it's um so I I'm a huge jerky boys fan as well. You know, we 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 go back to the days when we, you know, you, you heard it someone made, you know, bootleg tapes of them and all that yep. stuff and and got into it. And then years later, when Florentine and I started doing it, you know, we just took we took the angle of, you know, everyone hates telemarketers. That's that's the beauty of them as the target, which is, you know you shouldn't ever feel bad because everybody knows what scum telemarketers are. <laughs> right. And, and, but uh, I, we've got, we, we've we got a few tracks that were, were people who, who like our stuff even go, I got to tell you that one track, I actually felt bad for the telemarketer. You guys were, were brutal on them, but, but you know what, man, that they, you know, they take advantage. They're like the COVID of phone scams. They take advantage <laughs> of, of the elderly and the sick <laughs> and, you know, and they steal all their money. So that's just our little way of, of giving back. But, you know, we've got seven volumes of calls out there in the world that people can find on all the, you know, Apple Music and all that Spotify and and uh, physical copies at our websites. But um, yeah, um, you know, we, we weren't going to do another one. And then COVID hit, so we're just sitting around, and so we'll go, all right, volume seven, let's do it. Yeah. And uh, it was the first one that we did. We released it back in September, and it went to number one on the comedy chart. So oh, that's that's Thanks awesome. to everybody. Yeah, it's nice to have a, a number one comedy album, and uh, especially for two middle-aged idiots sitting in Florentine's basement <laughs> messing with telemarketers. Uh, God bless America. Doesn't
0: right. it make it easier now when they call? Because now it'll say, likely scam on your phone. Yeah. I I do it in the car with my kid, but she'll call it. I throw an accent. Hello. Ah! The <laughs> God is so embarrassed, but I'm like, fuck them. Let me, let me keep going. And just, I don't blame you. I think they're fucking awesome. And I think our listeners that love our shit. I mean, we opened when we first started the show four years ago, we were like, we got to have like a jerky boys opening. And so that our endings, we got clips, we put in a shit. We we had that in college and the cassettes are going out. Did you listen the ca- to the, like the red tapes? The two oh, bar yeah, red, not, the two dude, bar that yeah, fucking yeah. thing is even funnier. That yep. your motherfucking dirty rat, that <laughs> motherfucking bat. that the way they fucking torture that guy. I don't think it should be funny, but it is. I can't stop fucking laughing. Same with your comedy bits, it's fucking great. And anybody listening out there, you guys know us. If you listen to our shit, you're gonna
3: love it. So make sure you oh, find it
0: on what donjameson.com dot com.
3: Yeah. And then, you know, people can find me on all the socials and um, yeah. And come out to see a live uh, stand up show if you get a chance. Um, I always particularly I mean, I like to hang out after the shows anyway with with people that come and who are fans. But uh, particularly with guys like you, you know, I sometimes you know the show's over at 10 i look at my watch and it's midnight because i've been talking to somebody about <laughs> this for two hours nice and you know you we get into it right we get you know we're all geeks yep. with the music that we love and then you go oh jesus i gotta get home yeah what do you I'm got not, that what, yeah what, you're coming up
0: to boston is the more important question
3: Tom. yeah wh- wh- when are you when are you going to come up because oh, we're we're in we're in the boston area when, yeah, if you when can't we- tell. Yeah, if you can't tell, exactly. <laughs> From our I, don't. Yeah, I, I thought you guys were British. Um, <laughs> I you know, you know. <laughs> I'm going to actually be, um, I don't know when this airs, but I'll be in up in New Bedford, Massachusetts, okay. oh, yep. on the 24th at the vault um, at the Greasy Greasy Luck Brew Pub. Okay. Um, the venue in there is called The Vault and it's in New Bedford, Mass. Okay. So that'll be a fun show. It's me and a Metallica tribute. So it's going to be Oh, snow. no shit. Nice. It's, it's, yeah, go, stand up and there you meadow.
1: go. Oh, awesome. Awesome. We'll look into that. Definitely. Absolutely. Don, thank you. This has been a blast. We know you're up against the clock. We appreciate you giving us some time talking kiss, talking rock metal comedy. It's a blast. It's been an honor to have you. Thank you so much. Real quick, give it, give uh, our listeners where they can find you. If they're interested in your, your comedy shows, your CDs, all that good stuff. Where can they find you?
3: Yeah. Again, just, you know, social media. I got, um, you know, Facebook and Instagram is Don Jameson official. My Twitter is real Don Jameson. And uh, absolutely, let's do this again, because the one thing that we know about KISS is that, you know, we've we've loved them for decades. And, and they're, they're, it's never a topic where, where you run out of things to talk no. about. We exactly. got to do a part two. Awesome. Well, Don- we, do, uh, we do our KISS
0: drafts. We'll have you and Eddie on. We'll do a KISS draft. It's like fantasy football songs and things like that. Yeah. So we'll All definitely right. have you guys on and we'll do one of those. Yeah,
3: give Don, me, give, give, me a, give me a bracket, and and I'm in. All awesome, right, Don, Don. Thank you so thank much, you. buddy. Thank Be, you, Don. Be good, guys. Be
1: good. All right, Tom. What'd you think? It was great. Look, I love talking to people that are out there hanging with bands, touring with bands, uh, interviewing bands, kind of just living that life. Uh, and and Don's that guy passionate fan you know he's a little bit older than us so his perspective is a little different his kiss fandom is a little bit different than us uh but it was great having that conversation with him and, and like i said talking about kiss specifically and geeking out but then getting into some stuff about you know the state of rock and, and tracks and live performances and in music in general and the consumption of music uh just a
0: great conversation so i was thrilled to have him on yeah what i picked up on is how smart he is he's sharp very quick you could tell he's an intelligent guy and he does his own material like he he doesn't hire 15 writers to write his shit like you can tell he knows what he's talking about yeah smart as fuck and funny as hell and he's got some great stories and his comedy we've been talking about this we love that fucking childish shit the prank calling and the fact that he oh yeah the the prank calls that's right oh my god the fact that he set that up and he has I can tell a market is calling him and stuff. Just great. You guys all should go Don Go to his website, check out his music, go catch him when he performs live. Yeah. When he comes to your town. Yep. Uh, we're going to try to catch him when he's in the new Bedford area. Uh, you said there was some sort of a Metallica, Metallica cover band? A tribute
1: band too. Why yeah. not? What the hell?
0: Yeah. So, uh, tons of fun. Thank you. Uh, Don, that was fucking awesome. And uh, we, you know, we think we'd like to have him back on when we get uh, maybe a a kiss draft with him and Eddie.
1: Yeah. Like I said, uh, my goal is to get a that metal show reunion. We've had Eddie, we've had Don, and we just got to get Jim Florentine on and bring them all together. And there we go. But uh, great time with Don. Thank you for coming, buddy.
0: Tom, next we go to question of the week. What do we got?
1: Yeah. So as I hinted at earlier, I love the topical questions I like to save in, in case we get to an episode about this. So this is one of those. Uh, and this comes from Andrew on Facebook. And the question says, guys, love the show. Curious about the use of tracks and whether Paul takes a beating because of the way Paul is on social media, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. How would you feel? If we learned that Gene was using tracks, would he take the same beating that Paul does? Zeus,
0: what do you think? If not more. Really? Yeah, because he fucking was the one making all the boastful comments. We we come see how the big boys do it. We're going to rock you. We'll show everybody like all that stuff. And then he talked about the comments that get thrown in Kiss's face the most. Gene's comments about you know all these bands that use tracks we perform live they're ripping you off they should be on a fucking ticket he said all that shit and he probably said that because never in his wildest dreams would he ever think they'd have to resort to that he doesn't have to but his partner does
1: now you're right because he said that he's fucked however let's just pre- let's play the pretend game if he never said that I think Gene has built up so much good will in terms of being like a beloved yeah, we tease him about the money and the merch and all that stuff, but I think he's built up so much goodwill with the fans that they'd be like, ah, he's the demon, but you're right, because those quotes are on record, he can't escape those.
0: The other thing is the money part, though, Tom, too, even if he never said that. The fact that Gene is all about money, people would fucking call the hypocrisy out on it. You're charging people all this money, you're not singing live, because Gene is money, so they'll equate that and be like, I want my money back, you're you're stealing and lying from us. They would throw in his face. I, I'm telling you, he might get worse.
1: You bring up a great point. I'm not going to disagree with you. Interesting. It's a great question, Andrew. Thank you. It, it's a good one. Cause Thanks, we always Andrew. talk. we always talk about Paul taking a beating. Um, and you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, is Jean using tracks? Cause we've, we always say how great Gene sounds on these end of the road shows. I don't know. I'm not accusing anybody. I'm just asking and how that works, but um, I would
0: really like to see us kind of put this shit in our rearview mirror. Uh, we talked. Yeah, I don't about want it. to fucking deal with we've this shit t- the rest of the next no. couple months of episodes. We've, ta-
1: oh, we've talked. Oh, fucking about-
2: tracks.
1: Yeah, we've talked about it. We had Tim on. It's over. Uh, let's let's kind of move on, you know. Uh, unless some other breaking news comes out where Doc is fired or strung up and burned alive because of this, you know. Mm-hmm. Other than that, the topic is kind of it's uh it's beating a dead horse, shall we say.
0: You sounded like the governor when he debated uh the uh president Bartlett on the West Wing tracks. Boy, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's when the says when I when we brought up crime and you said that, that's when I decided to kick your ass. Woo! Yeah, nice. there's no fucking presence like fucking Jed Bartlett. I wish they were, but they weren't. One of the greatest shows of all time, the West Kick your ass. Kick your ass. <laughs> Tracks. Boy, I don't know. I don't know. Tom, where can people find us?
1: Uh, you can find us here, bitching about everything
0: <laughs> and um, people and, and events, people and, shows,
1: uh, and but, bands, but when we're not bitching into our microphones uh please go to our website shoutoutloudcast.com. that's where you can find everything relating to the show you can shop using our amazon link you can join our patreon you can buy shout it out loudcast merch from amazon we have merch on demand from amazon great stuff uh you can check out all of our episodes obviously shout out loudcast dorm damage we dropped a new one about record stores Zeppelin Chronicles album review crew, the rankings, everything is there. You can comment on specific episodes and they stay there on the website. You can also send us direct messages from the website. And as I said earlier, they come to us in the form of an email. So please check out our website. You'll have a ton of fun. There's tons of great stuff there. Uh, we love lists and rankings, and all that good stuff. Uh, and of course, our email, loudcast at gmail.com. Please, we read every email. We say this every week. Zeus and I read every email. Forgive us if we can't get to reading everyone during the show. We just can't do that. It would take up too much time, and sometimes feedback is long enough already. And, of course, social media, very active. You guys know it. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Uh, we're there. So, please, check us out. Follow us. Subscribe if you haven't. Check us out. And, of course, as we mentioned earlier, our amazing Patreon family, Ryan M., thank you for joining the family. We love all you guys so much. And as we always like to say, proud member of the Pantheon podcast network of shows, tons of great shows. Check them out. We're part
0: of that family as well. Yeah. Tom, I always like to remind people they can DM us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, Remember now you can go to our YouTube page and subscribe there. We're almost at the magic number of a thousand. Please go on our YouTube page, subscribe, and we will thank you for that. In addition, Give us one of those five-star child reviews on Apple Podcasts, Facebook, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, Wherever you get your podcasts, if you can leave a review, please give us a five-star review. Uh, I know we got over 100 on Spotify because the great Pantheon Network let us know that and posted that. I wasn't even aware of that, but thank you for that. So we appreciate that. And if you could do, we read them on the uh, on the air, as we always do, and give us a big shout-out to you. So, uh, I always like to repeat the website, as Tom mentioned. Go to our merch section. The merch section, now, we're going to have catchphrase shirts coming up shortly. Yep. So, you know you're going to see an Ace Cult shirt up there. You know you're going to see a Pandemic Paul shirt. And maybe a Thanks, Brother and all sorts of other stuff will be up there soon enough. Make sure you go to our awesome website, shout outloudcast.com And go to the merch section. Or you go to our Amazon store and you search for us. But all that's on our website. When you peruse through the website, it helps the show. How can you help the show? Join our Patreon family. Go get some merch. And go to our Amazon store. All that stuff on the website. Big help. And we greatly appreciate it. And make sure you keep those emails coming. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Uh, Tom, what we like to do is end on famous last words. Do you have any? Of course.
1: Am I the master of your soul? Do you lose all control? Is it my fire or my flame? Do I drive you insane? Nice. Yes.
0: So you lift your dress. (laughs) You wanna impress? There's one thing I've got to confess. Nice. Well, nice d- 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 yeah one of the best videos of all time oh absolutely yep don jameson tom loudcasters kiss army thank you huge
1: shout out to don jameson thank you so much for spending some time with us we had a blast and everybody out there thank you guys so much you're the best fans the best listeners the best supporters we can't thank you enough zeus as always my friend thank you
0: peace out girl Scout. Yeah, let me speak to Sparky. speaking Sparky, Sparky the Clown, how you doing, Fruitcake? No, not too bad. Who
2: is this? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.